PJ. Any questions tonight? Yes. It's the Vishnu in Krishna, but not the Vishnu outside of Krishna. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, um, um, the. Uh, I think that uh, Krishna's coverage brings out the point, uh, and sort of the larger point that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was both the, taking the role of the Yuga Avatar and has his external reasons for his appearance and, and his own, own internal reasons um, that are not relative to the to the Yuga Avatar. Uh, similarly, Krishna is absorbed in his Leela and um, uh, it's the Vishnu and him. Vishnu has the function of uh, manifesting the Yuga Avatars. It's the Vishnu in him that then uh, uh, when the occasion arises, as it does sometimes in Krishna, both in the Braj and outside of the Braj, it's the Vishnu in him that kills the demons. Um, but at the same time, you're right, in his Krishna Sundarb and elsewhere, Jiva Goswami makes the point that in the context of um, establishing through scriptural reference and scriptural reasoning, that Krishna is the fountainhead of all forms of divinity. Uh, one of the points he raises, amongst many, many, many points, is that the the unique one of the unique features of Krishna when he appears is that when in the leelas in which he slays the demons, they get liberated. Whereas we don't find that to be the case when the other avatars, um, Ram, Nishinga, uh so on and so forth, um, deal similarly with with the demons or yuga avatars, as, as, as may be the case. Um, so your question, but again, my answer is is that it's not the Vishnu outside of Krishna, <laughs> but the Vishnu inside of Krishna. In other words, that the, the entire composite of divinity is Krishna. All the forms of the God are within Him, and Vishnu is also within him, and so that function from within him, uh, when uh, when slaying the demons is is a special case rather than um, separate from him, doing it so to speak independently of him. Hmm. Um, so I think the point uh, holds, hmm. um, and and the point is that Vishnu is held within. Krishna. It's the Vishnu within him. Hmm? Um, and this is the point he's making. Hmm? When Vishnu separately uh, in different uh, avatars deals sim- with similar situations, we don't get the same result. Hmm? Uh, so it's Krishna doing, but, but but not doing at the same time. It's the Vishnu in him that's, that's doing it. Hmm? What else? Yes. Um, can you teach us the um, Sharon Bhagavad Gita 
Well, Bhaktivinotakur is, uh, has uh, described the outer expression, tangible, kind of objectified, f- the subjective faith, this rather ethereal, in, in a sense, subjective. Uh, he's objectified it by uh, connecting it with Sharanagati. And in doing that, he's saying that, that faith is... Um, is active in nature. Hmm? Krishna makes this point in the Gita, on the chapter on faith, and um, he states there that a person, shradhoayam purusha, a person is their faith. I've many times made the point that, uh, by, by contrast, uh, re, uh, uh, citing the, the poetic uh, Explanation really of this this point on the part of Puja Patridamarsh used to say that 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 suspension suspicion leads to suspension. So if we're suspicious, then we're going to be suspended in our animation in terms of of, of going forward. Hmm? So conversely, then. Faith is the animating uh, principle, hmm? um, and of course, it comes in different modes of nature. Is this, this is the explanation in the Gita when Arjuna asks about what is the nature of that faith that's not according to the scripture? But then he so he explains there's faith in different modes of nature, and uh, in the Bhagavatam, the same point is brought up in the eleventh canto of the Uddhava Gita, and Krishna takes a step further and says. Besides faith in the scripture being sattvic, faith in me is transcendental. Hmm? Um, so there's nirguna shraddha. Yeah, this is the kind of shraddha or faith that we um, imbibe by association with those who have it. Shraddhaban janahe, shraddhaban janahe. Hmm? Those uh, faithful persons animated by their divine faith, uh, they s- spread it, contagious as it is. Uh, by its by its by its nature, so um, so as I say, Bhakti Vinod has uh, connected Sharanagati with Shraddha, hmm? and um, the lad, the former being the outer expression, and sixfold, and um, and I think that as much as faith is, as we're speaking about it. Um, it's a kind of knowing that that exceeds the intellectual uh, ability to know. Hmm? We may know a thing intellectually. We may know what an apple tastes like intellectually, but only by tasting it, one taste and, and all that knowledge is uh, secondary uh, at best. Hmm? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, faith is a, uh, a, a affords. Uh, it's kind of like getting off the fence, so to speak. It may be well reasoned, but 
but faith, but, but reason really only uh, is an aspect of faith. Doubt is an aspect of faith, you can say. Hmm? And reason is doubt. Hmm? Question. Right? So we look at doubt as an aspect of faith. Therefore, that faith without doubt is, 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 is doubtful. Good to know. <laughs> uh, uh, um, to a point. Mm. Um, and it, that type, in a neophyte, for example, often, as we know, needs, requires, requires an enemy and, uh, and it's falling short of the, of the, the idea, which the experience, in other words, the experience arrived at, derived from faith and the corresponding sharanagati, as much as your faith is there, as much as sharanagati is, which is kind of the answer really to your question. Hmm. It's not that it has to wait till nishta, it's going to be there in some, some rudimentary way. Well, maybe we'll go into it a little bit more in detail, but, um, but, um, as we, uh, come within divine faith and correspondingly and act correspondingly by embracing the practices and so on and so forth uh, and and taking advantage of like-minded faithful persons associating with them and so forth then what we, we find often is like many devotees have said to me that are listening to me they have doubts hmm that I make them doubt in, in, a, in a good way, question. They thought they were ready to go out and preach and save the world. I thought, hmm, wait a minute, there's more points to be made here than, than I thought. Uh, there, there's more ways to think about things than it's not so simple uh, and so forth, which is healthy, coming in touch with how big it really is. Hmm? Uh, um, and Kind of a, uh, a there, there's kind of a idea that Brahman is unknown, unknowable. In our own uh, theology, Brahman is doesn't know himself, right? Krishna's searching himself, trying to understand himself from Radha's perspective and so forth. So there's a kind of a divine unknowing, um, kind of a, a healthy divine. Uh, agnosticism, theological agnosticism. <laughs> uh, uh, so, in this way, as I'm explaining it, doubt is an aspect of of faith. Doubt being, again, I'm also equating doubt to some extent with with reason, questioning, um, and so forth. Um, and um, so. Understood in this way, that the devotee remains an open-minded type of person, has the possibilities, even within the context of their surety or their certainty of the path, based on their experience. But what is the nature of the path? What's next? Hmm? Kind of what's next, and uh, what we hear as to the descriptions of the nature of the ideal are but some outlines, right? Some kind of a table of contents of the book, of what will the experience will be, and so forth. 
which transcends toth, words, language, which transcends reason, and so forth. Um, so, so faith is a vehicle for going where you cannot go with reason. If you try to go there with reason, you'll be thrown, hurled back, and 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 doubts will come of a different kind that will that will bar you from from entering there because reason will take over. You have to con- you have to take over reason. You have to take over your intellect rather than have your intellect take over you. And the faith is the vehicle which comes from, which descends, and then we apply ourselves in relation to it. We call that sharanagati. And as we as we do so, then we get a harness on not only the senses and the mind, but also on the uh, on the intellect. And then intellect can become, um, as I say, beautiful and useful as an aspect, almost an ornament of uh, of faith. So, Shraddha and Sharanagati. But no, I don't think that um, that one cannot be a Sharanagata until attaining the stage of Nishta. Uh, obviously, as we go forward to the different stages, our Sharanagati will be more developed, our faith will be more developed. Um, based on experience and so forth, but there's some measure of it from the very uh, beginning. And as in much as you know and understand what constitutes sharanagati or surrender to the to the to the to the idea of of, of Godivedanta that you've embraced, then we tend to apply ourselves. Hmm? Not always. We may put the brakes on, but. But uh, as as understanding of what it is, what it involves increases, then we see oh there's there's more to the surrender than what I what I thought something like that. But there are the sixfold stages, and they should be cultivated. We should try to cultivate acceptance of things that are favorable, rejection of things that are unfavorable. Hmm? As we may go forward, we may find th- some things are unfavorable that we didn't know were unfavorable. Once in the Chaitanya Saraswatmat. A god brother of mine, a Kainanda Marsh, was uh, he became Sagar Marsh. He uh, he used to play an esaraj. It's like an Indian uh, violin. Hmm? And uh, one day uh, he he was staying at the moth for some time, and he was, and Marsh was told that uh, Sagar Marsh has given up playing the esaraj. And Shudamarsh says, "Ah, another liberty." And everybody was, I wasn't there, but they were shocked. Playing Esaraj is on, is an Artha? <laughs> oh, well, you, you just uh, refined the idea here. And uh, something like that. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but anyway. Yeah. So they were like, they were thinking, you know, give up drugs. Now I've, I've given up things that are unfavorable and <laughs> so forth. So, um, but, it's not that Sharanagati doesn't begin until such um, further development and understanding is in, is in place. But according to our understanding, and we apply ourselves, and our faith, we apply ourselves. We try to accept Krishna as our uh, maintainer and protector. These are aspects of Sharanagati, accept things that are favorable, reject things unfavorable. 
we culture humility and self-resignation. These are the six. And Bhakti Vinotapur has written a songbook of Sharanagati where he's given one, two, or three songs for each of the limbs of Sharanagati. Um, and, in, and an introductory uh, song about the concept in general. So it's a big focus in the work, uh, the writing of, of Bhakti Vinotapur. Hmm? Um, he seemed to want to really push the. Uh, practical and objective and you say you have faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu let's see it it should play out like this hmm? um, of course as I said I've said before in his time there was um, much misrepresentation of Nityananda Prabhu in particular and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching as well in Bengal and he sought to address that with proper understanding of the scriptures and so he made this focal point of um, sh- connecting Shraddha and Sharanagati and taking the subjective kind of ethereal faith I have faith and giving it an objective tangible um, um, expression to hang on to making the point again as I'm saying that faith is, is active mm. Mm. animating so as much as we have faith as much as we have Sharanagati does that help? but something more? Yeah, faith is the beginning, and and there's theoretical knowledge, and then there's practical knowledge. So based on theoretical knowledge, we we go forward. So, Krishna uses the word charanagati in the Gita when he implores Arjuna to have faith, and as such, <coughs> do this. Sarvadharma, I mean, he's in a simpler way, but Sarvadharman Pritajamami Kamasharanam Braja. You are a member of the Varnashram system of the world. You're a religious and pious man. Hmm? I'm trying to tell you that, and, and, and you, I asked, I, I have told you the task before you is this battle, and it involves slaying persons even who have previously been your mentors and caretakers Duryodhan for example or Dronacharya for example and uh, and Bhishma hmm? who are part of your very Varnashram socio-religious pious identity that needs to be slayed hmm? as I told you in chapter 2 you're, you're not the body no one dies hmm? um, 
I've introduced myself into the equation. Who am I in all of this? What are you? Tat twam. Twam, what are you? And tat, what am I? In the beginning six chapters, in the middle six chapters. Now we're at the end of the last six chapters. And I implore you, what, what I've said to you, what I've been telling you all along is, let go of all the arguments that you began with. Hmm? And all that amounts to the small g, good, just doesn't, you can't turn it into a capital G, good. If you press down here, as I often say, it comes up over here. Hmm? So, you try to be diplomatic, and still the war is going to happen, and there are going to be casualties, problems, and so on and so forth. So, we, we, I'm encouraging you now take a path where you will actually be nonviolent. There will be no war. Become a yogi, and um, so forth and so on. So, here's what I'm saying to you. Let me sum it up. He says, give up the faith in Varnashram. Sarva Dharman. Dharma here means the social religious system that was, it was the basis of your resistance to my um, informing you when you asked what was the task before you. Hmm? And Sarva Dharman Pratyaja, and of course we look at the word Pratyaja to imply not only Dharma or Karma Mark, but Gyan. Give up karma and gyan, which under themselves are like rivulets, rivulets, streams of water coming from a glacier that will never reach the Bay of Bengal on their own. Hmm? They are the two sides of the coin of material life, boga and tyag, enjoying and renunciating, giving it up, pursuing it, trying to capture the world for your enjoyment, trying to get away from it, worldly centered in each case. Be centered on me. Hmm? And there will be action in that, and there will be also knowledge in that. And this is like the, those two streams connecting with the Ganga, the mainstream, and they will enter the Bay of Bengal. Hmm? Your bhakti won't be covered by karma or gyan, but there will be. But love has action, and it has knowledge in it. Whereas knowledge has no action, action has no knowledge. And. There's, there's really no love in either of them either. In taking, which is karma, there's no love. In not taking, there's not any either. Right? In gyan. Hmm? I will not exploit. Okay. I will not hurt you. <laughs> that doesn't mean you love me. <laughs> hmm? So, but, but in bhakti, then there is both action and there is um, knowledge. Hmm? So that's completeness bhakti. So he's saying, take to bhakti. And ma may come. All the gods and goddesses and ways, this is the varnashram of dealing with all the problems, calling this god for this, this god for that, that god for this. Try to cover your basis. It's, 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 it doesn't work. Hmm? You want a comprehensive solution? Take shelter of ma may come, me alone. Sharanagati, he says. Ma may come, sharanam. Sharanam Braja. Sharanam Braja. Surrender to me alone. Hmm? This is his friend. He's saying, forget all the gods and the goddesses and and just take shelter of me. It's it's a lot to ask. He has, uh, but of course he's shown him everything's inside of me. He's given him reason to 
to uh, believe in what he's he's saying. So have faith in me, and and how you will do that it will be practical. So this is just a very basic sense of Sharanagati. Give up the Marnashram, take shelter of me alone. Hmm? And if in the course of doing so, other people who don't understand call you irresponsible, think that you have foregone your religious duties, and that you'll be culpable for sinful reactions and so forth, don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. I'll cover for you. You can, if any uh, rule of Varnashram is not adhered to on account of what's required for service to me, you're, you have no uh, fear for any reaction. So I will cover you. So he's, he's, you can see he's asking Arjuna, just believe in me, what I say, this is what I've said to you, this is, this is the, this is the basis of it. And so be a Sharanagata, take shelter of me alone. Hmm? Um, so it's the beginning. Hmm? It's the beginning. It's, it's, a, it's a beginning theoretically, conceptually. Hmm? It's a, and now faith in this path. Krishna alone. Krishna, there are so many mantras, so many statements in the scripture, there are so many uh, powerful uh, uh, aphorisms in the, in the uh, Vedanta or in the Upanishads. And, and, and just take this one Krishna, my name alone, everything will be covered. That's a lot to ask. Uh, you see, the Goswamis had to get, write books and books and books and books <laughs> to further explain this uh, this this kind of point. Given the culture, the time, and so on and so forth, we were coming at a different time, and we're not part of that 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 culture. Of course, we were asked a lot, unplug from this, that, and the other thing, and so many things that we think are important, and we'll make our lives uh, successful, so on and so forth. Um, but he uses the word Sharanagati. Sharanagati and faith, they go together, and they're growing. It's something that grows. Therefore, I've said in, the, in, in writing about it in Shikshastakam, commentary, that Ruchi, then, this Sharanagati is really, really in place. So it has to be developed in, a, uh, in the lower stages of one's, one's practice. And it's not hard. It, uh, it, uh, it comes from good association. Good association. Faith will grow. It's hard to get good association, maybe. We have to make a little effort on our part. Like you've made effort to come here and get the devotees who live here, their good association. What else? Yes. Rational doubts, and then there are emotional doubts, hmm. and you have to distinguish uh, between the two. Hmm. So, uh, the rational doubts 
can be answered. Hmm? Um, but if the doubts are really arising out of emotion, then even you give the answer, and I've had this experience, I give the answer, and he goes, yeah, okay. The next morning, same questions there, just worded a little bit differently. And the next morning, the same questions there, just worded a little bit differently. So it's kind of an emotional um, block that's getting in the way of the reason and the way in which the faith, which is something that, as we're speaking about it, descends, this is nirguna faith, so it comes through sadhus and their explanation of the scriptures. So they make a basic point that if you want to have comprehensive knowing, then you have to have a means, a perfect knowing, you have to have a perfect method. Your intellect unto itself is not a perfect method. So there is something called revelation. Hmm? And and then there's a, the logic of the revelation and the explanation of it, and so on and so forth, which is an ongoing affair and kind of an extension of the revelation it, itself. Hmm? And so at the basis, we're left with, well, uh, I have my reason. Shall that be placed on the altar as the means of knowing. Well, obviously, it, it, it can't, again, arrive at comprehensive knowledge by reason alone. Every argument has a counter-argument, practically. Um, uh, and so, if you become convinced of this through good association, then you think, yes, there's something called... There are things that can be known. And it, biologically speaking, like, even if you take a Darwinian perspective, there's no reason, based on that perspective that humans should be able to know everything. That doesn't make any sense. If we think we should, you know, we're humans, we should know, there's, there's no biological reason. In other words, there are, we don't think that, that cows know everything. Well, we kind of do here, but we, we don't think that birds and trees know everything. We, we never even think that they could possibly know everything, but we think that we could know everything. But there's no, there's no uh, real evidence to support that idea. Hmm? There's no mandate. If you look from a Darwinian perspective, if you want to look at that point of view, there's nothing that comes out of that that says humans will be able to know everything. Now you have a group of philosophers who are mysterians who say, with regard to, particularly with regard to consciousness, that it's just beyond the ken of human um, knowing. We, we can't understand it. Hmm? I am. We can't understand where that comes from, where, where, where that is. Hmm. Um, um, so, so if we want, uh, as I say, perfect knowledge, we need a, we need a perfect method, and we begin by analyzing how the senses are imperfect, empiricism, rational empiricism, is is imperfect. Hmm? Well, we may know something about some aspect, hmm? some fact, to know the meaning, the purpose, and all the facts. And it's just it's it's a, a clear and obvious impossibility. I mean. Uh, even to know everything about the what happens on the end of a pin practically is impossible. To speak of worlds and galaxies and who who knows? I mean, like I said, yeah, 
It's not unreasonable to believe in unicorns. <laughs> there could be one on whatever planet. Now they found other planets that are habitable. Hmm? They think, you know, uh, like Earth-like. Yeah. Why not? Hmm? Uh, and again, they're in people's minds, so they, they exist there. Uh, at any rate, so uh, the limitations of reasoning should be obvious. Therefore, if we proceed with the premise that there is a way of arriving at perfect knowledge, hmm, then we have to conclude that, well, imperfect means are not suitable. Hmm? I mean, there's been a huge, in history, shift towards rationalism and then rationalism combined with observation, science as the best way of knowing and and subjective knowing has been dismissed as being well, if you can't prove it if you can't demonstrate it objectively then you can't accept it as truth and so forth. Nobody can proceed like that in everything they do in life. Hmm? Um, and, uh, And no one can control the environment completely either to make an, an experiment. So, at any rate, if you... Uh, and, and what is perfect knowledge? To be perfectly happy. Hmm? So at any rate, not everybody will necessarily come to this conclusion, but by good association, we think it's possible that, that we find it, that people come to the conclusion that the means that, I, that we do really function as if there's perfect knowledge and we try to attain it, comprehensive knowledge, but we look carefully, the means are imperfect. Therefore, perhaps there is another means. Hmm? And this is the principle of revelation, that there's a, that, that the war, that existence is not a dead thing. Reality is not a dead thing. Therefore, it may show itself hmm? in ways that transcend our ability to see it unto ourselves with our instruments. Hmm? You can't make the sun come up, but if the sun just comes up of its own, then it can be seen, right? And just an example. Um, so, so we are of the opinion that that reality is not a dead thing; it's bigger than ourselves, and we're alive. There's intelligence to the world to existence. There's intelligence. Hmm? And and so, in this sense, the world is alive and it can reveal itself. And then there are people to whom insights about it have been revealed. Insights about, for example, what I would call the secret of nature, that it, that it has a soul that comes through the surface in human life. Hmm? And that, that, that quite the opposite of what every other species of life is is thinking or proceeding as if this is how it works. Hmm? Acquiring things, we'll be happier. Going, giving up, letting go, and going within, we'll find happiness. And, and then they, these rishis, yogins, and so forth, the sadhus, they, they show that example hmm? to some extent. There's not a lot of them, but there doesn't have to be. Hmm? The Buddha was one person, sat under the tree, Right? So, uh, the Jesus was one person, very powerful. Um, and of course, in uh, Hinduism, there are many. Uh, your 
Shankar, Ramanuja, of course, Mahaprabhu, and so forth, that they speak differently about the nature of that inner. That's another that inner reality that that uh, um, is 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 another thing. But uh, they show common symptoms of uh, that support the idea that they have experience of that. So uh, then you have this body of sacred texts that is. Is, is, is thought to be kind of like the voice of the world of God that's revealed and then written down and so anyway so there we, there we have it and there's the ongoing explanation of it uh, and 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 the implication is that there's there's some things that unto ourselves we cannot know hmm? okay it's reasonable and then here's the thing. Well, that sounds weird. But then look at the guy or the gal who's saying it to us. And he or she should have certain qualities that make what they're saying uh, desirable because it does certain things to them hmm, that are desirable within human society. Hmm? Even as they speak of transcending the limitations of humanity. So, we have that kind of company. Hmm, and we sit before them and, as I say, we doubt and so he or she begins to answer the doubts. But there's a way to answer and dismiss the doubts. And that is by explaining the logic of and citing the revelation. Hmm? And in insightfully explaining it, so forth. Hmm? And and then if we have the extent to which we have the shraddha, which comes through that vehicle, then the answers will retire the doubts that arise. Hmm? In other words, the doubts that arise rationally can be answered by the scripture. Even, you know, and, and one of the points of the scripture is that is the limitations of reason. So, it's important you have to go, okay, yeah, well, that makes, that makes sense. All right, so here I see what happened. I'm becoming a victim of my intellect here. Huh. I've got to know something. And, so, okay, I got the point. That, that doubt should be retired, or it comes up again. I have, a, I have the theoretical knowledge to deal with it and so forth. Um, but when we get the answer in the way that the answers are supposed to come, and one of the ways is, as I'm pointing out, they're not meant to... They're not subordinate. It's tricky, but they're not subordinate to our intellect. Hmm? They, 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 they try to put our intellect, they answer it to, a, to an extent and then try to put it in its place. And we just need it to be a, the, the, the gui- guiding light and we're driven by its need to, to grab everything within its fist and, and so forth. We're telling you, no, that's not... Um, that's not possible, hmm? but well, no, you know. So, so there's a way to answer, but but if we're driven uh, too much, uh, identified with the intellect, it can be a problem. That's why the Bhagavatam gives a good bashing to the intellect, even as it really strengthens the intellect, as does the Gita spiritually. Hmm? It's not that you have to be 
throw away your intellect, but how, how, to, how to apply it, use it, and so forth. But if for emotional reasons we have, we have, we have, uh, uh, we may have doubts that are not even reasonable; they just keep coming up. Hmm? Then the Gita says that this can be a problem hmm? for the doubtful person. It's a problem. So these are like tamaguna coming from tamaguna. There may be doubts coming from sattvaguna that can be answered, but with reference to scripture and so forth. Hmm. Tamaguna, they, they just—they don't really. You can answer the question, still the doubt remains. So that's a problem. So there's different kinds of doubts. I think hmm. we need to sort it out. There's irrational doubts. And then there's rational doubts. That's what I mean to say, that there are emotional doubts, and then there are rational doubts. Does that help? <laughs> okay. Don't doubt. Okay. What's the time? So we'll stop there. Daji Gopal Kija. Madhuban Kija. Good, pretty much.